what soft, what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east, and trends in low places is the sun. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the cat to his dog, Michael Howard. Really? That's what you have? Think deeper, though. It's like the TV show. Oh, cat we're dog. connected at the butt. We're, we're connected, connected at, the, at butt. the butt. But also, each of our butts is the other one's mouth. <laughs> is that how it goes? I mean, Michael, if you look at cat dog... Is that the precursor to the human centipede? No, it's... No, if anything, it's... Michael, if you look at cat dog, Uh where does their poop go if not out through the other one's mouth? And I'm sorry to start... Michael, I'm sorry (laughs) to start this episode off. I'm sorry to the listeners. You know, I opened up with some Shakespeare. I I, I was channeling the bar Uh to kind of bring back... They're like, we're going to be a more sophisticated, erudite show... Yeah, but then you immediately took my thing about a a beloved children's cartoon and turned it into shitting out your mouth. So who's no, 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 Michael? No, I didn't. Well, I guess technically it is shitting out my mouth if you ate something, but also you're shitting out of I'm shitting out of your mouth. Is it like a type of thing where you just constantly eat so that the other one is? Oh, it's like a it's kind of like a tug of war. It's a tug of war battle. Yeah, opposite tug of war. Man, Michael. I had, I was like, wow, we're going to come back swinging, just going to be a, a couple of just smart boys. We've taken months off. We, we're, you know, we're trying to weather wave nine of this, this COVID, you know, pandemic. I was like, okay, it's time for a rebrand. We're coming back. And sorry, then now sorry. What, um, do you bite your thumb at me? <laughs> do, do you bite your thumb at me, sir? I yes, will I do. shit in your mouth. No, Michael, I'm not shitting. You're not shitting in anyone's mouth. You're shitting out of my mouth. That's the, oh, the reality. Can, can, wait, the I think the I biology of cat dog. Michael, I can't believe we're here. I can't, the biology I of cat dog is, is that if you eat something yes. and I'm on the other end of the hypothetical tilt cat okay, dog. Yes. You bite. Perfor- Hi, Sora. <laughs> Sora got excited about shit, cat, dog. cat dog shitting. <laughs> so she came over and shoved her face under my hand. She's like, um, I do two of those things. Yeah. Um, oh boy, boy, howdy! You know what, Michael? She spent most of the intervening last four months since we put it in an episode shitting indiscriminately, <laughs> just throughout my entire house. I mean, look. It, it, in my defense, you gave me no indication that this show was going in a more yeah no uh, I thought, educated direction. You know, I, I thought just Michael, you would pick up on it, especially like you're going back to school now, like you're allegedly getting a master's degree. And I, I want to say it was a philosophy of some sort of science that is above my pay grade. So it's I was like, oh, physics. Michael. I haven't moved uh, into the philosophy of the physics yet. Oh, uh, okay. I just kind of thought you like, maybe Michael would appreciate a, like, a higher brow, not totally just fart jokes and like cum and, and tits and just like, you know, just butts all over the place. No, here's the thing, though. If you look at... There's a lot of philosophers out there. There's a lot of scientists out there. Sure. Um, Have you read any of them? How no. How do you distinguish yourself from the the philosophers that that actually have like training and like doctorates and things? Like, well, if you put everything in terms of cat dog and and shitting in and out of mouths, then maybe that Michael, that again, gets me the demographic that I'm looking for. First of all, Michael, I have to again, I don't I don't want to be pedantic <laughs> about this, but since now that we are kind of more of a high brow yes, elevated yes, we, educational show. No, we will make no mistakes. 
Everything yeah, I, will be 100% true and fact-checked on this I, show. I have on. to. I, I, again, I don't want to be a stickler on this, but, Michael, just factually, mm-hmm. no one is shooting into anyone's mouth. They're shooting out of another thing's mouth. Like, that's just the science of a cat dog. If you're connected in the middle, mouth-to-mouth, by virtue of that, somebody's mouth is a butt, but the other person's mouth is a butt. You're not shooting into it. You're shooting out of it. That's just how it goes. Yeah, I mean, if the entire universe is just cat dog... Right. There are other beings in the universe that could shit in or yeah, out I, of somebody yeah, else's out mouth. Of, out of. Cat, cat dog's mouth. And I will say, Michael, I do feel, I, you know, obviously I didn't know the show was going to immediately go in this direction. Um, and I, I'm sure, I, you know, I'm 100% sure that the, the fans who have been clamoring for our return left and right, we've been getting tons of mail. The emails are stacking up. Um, this is kind of yeah. my plan, though, is like because I know it's going to be so random when we do these shows. Yeah, I want everyone to remember why it is that they don't want us to put out anymore. Yeah, it's a good point. Like it's like, hey, you shouldn't have asked for you, this. You shouldn't. No one wanted this. No one wanted this. Least of all us. Um, and now we're back to inflict ourselves upon you. And I will say, Michael, I think it might be fitting since we. Within 45 seconds, got into cat dog poop physics um, that I opened the show with Shakespeare. Yep. Literature's possibly greatest pervert. Yeah. So, you know, I, all in all, I think this show's off to a great start. Hey, hot hot, uh, hot take. I don't think he was all that. No, guy sucks. Um, you know what? Probably stole half his shit. Yeah. Might have been probably. multiple writers. I mean, come on. I so have, maybe... You should quit bringing this uh, overused bullshit at me and come th- come with something more original like cat dogs shitting out of mouths. Thank you. You finally said it correctly. So, yeah. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So, Michael, I, I very much like the Cards Against Humanity card of uh, shitting back and forth into each other's butts forever. Um, <laughs> Trends in Little Places is back. We're back. So, welcome, buddy. We're back. Yeah. Um, how, have, how have you been? If you really think about it, though, like deflection, deflecting, the I question? feel yeah. like we are cat dog because we both ingest just the worst stuff of the Internet from either side. Mm-hmm. And then we share it mm-hmm. with each other internally. Yep. And then we get on the, the show and it we, we shit it out of each other's mouths. You know what's interesting about the cat dog and Michael to build on your thing? Um, you know who loves you know, if a cat was going to shit out of and, you know, to use your frankly disgusting parlance into a dog's mouth, dogs do love cat shit. And you know what they do after they eat the cat shit? They vomit it up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately have way too much um, experience with that with my my good dog, Sora. Um, so what we're technically doing, again, is eating a lot of bad Internet stuff. The dog shits it out of the cat's mouth. Cat does whatever. Cat shits it back into the dog's mouth, who loves that, and then vomits it up later to a, a, a horrified audience. And Michael, also, that's a pretty I do good have metaphor. To, for our if show. we're going to be really pedantic about this, yes, let's let's. The we're, mouth, Michael, is, we're a smart show now. The mouth is only a very specific part of the body that has an entrance and an exit within mm-hmm. it. So, like, if you were to. If if shit were to come from inside of me up through my throat, it would have to enter my mouth. So technically, it would be shitting in. It's like when you throw up in your mouth, you don't you don't throw up from your mouth. Just is all I'm saying. 
Michael, you can throw up into your mouth, and you can certainly shit into your own mouth. Okay, but what you've just... Man, I hate that we're doing this. I hate, I hate this. I hate that we're already at this. You've just suggested that vomiting is mm. technically shitting into your own mouth. It is. It definitely is. It's the same thing. It's all Michael, this... Doing this show again was a mistake. <laughs> and you know what? And I apologize profusely to everyone that we're going to keep doing it. We're back now. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like sometimes we start we start so big. We have like yeah. a great story out of the gate and then big swings. And then you know what? It's it kind of tails off. It has nowhere to go but up. That's a great here. point. Up and out. Up and out and in. And you know what? Or you know what? No one knows which way. <laughs> I can't. Even. A whole host of prepositions, Michael, are coming your way. Um, buddy, so what was you, your question again? Sorry, yes. I, I asked how you had been, and you deflected oh, by yes. going back into the cat vomit. Yes, um, uh, you know, it's I'm in good. Like you said, I started uh, started school again. It's perfectly normal, normal uh-huh. thing for uh, a man of my advanced age to do. Yep. Um, How do you feel being the old man on campus? Because I always, when I saw old people on campus, and I, I think to to be to, in your credit, you're still a younger old man on campus, uh, not visibly gray haired. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but I my I cut my my beard down to a stubble to hide as Smart. much of the gray there because the, there's not a lot of gray in the hair. Are you wearing a tucked in polo all the way buttoned up to the neck and maybe like a braided belt on campus or you're still kind of keeping it casual for now? I'm trying to keep it real cash. Okay. Um, Are you just like blaring TikTok videos from your phone? Just like, oh, oh no, sorry. Yeah, I'm carrying around. I like I'm wearing my backwards cap and I'm carrying around my uh, my Razor scooter. Yep. Um, I Everywhere on the Razor scooter so that people know how cool I am. Yep. Um, Honestly, my biggest fear... I dress. I tried to dress and look as young as humanly possible the first day because my biggest fear was that I was going to walk into a new class and people were going to think I was the professor. Because hmm. that would, I'm never recovering from that. I may as well drop out and go live somewhere else in a cabin. Michael, here's an important question, and I, I, I would, yes. I would love to break this down. Uh-huh. How, how did you dress as young as possible? Um, because, well, luckily, luckily. But by the grace of God, um, we're back in the 17th spike of COVID. Mm-hmm. So even though they're having everyone, uh, everyone's supposed to be vaccinated unless they have a, a very specific reason, um, there's an indoor mask mandate. So I was able to wear a mask. Okay, so that covers up your, your horrible um, gray face. My hair sure. is very long right now. So I kind of just... I you have a nice swoop I kind of made it pretty messy. So it was like, oh, I just roll out of bed because I'm a college kid. Michael, I explicitly asked, what did you wear? I'm getting there. I, need- I wore... I wore... I wore some... I wore some shorts and and one of my uh, graphic tees. Hmm. Classic. And, yeah. And then, uh, you know, some very sensible shoes, but I did not wear I did not wear the the running shoes, even though I knew I have these shoes that I like to wear when I know I'm going to be walking a lot like on campus. But I did not wear those because they are not the greatest. They're grandpa shoes. Like, I mean, you know, they're running are they shoes, like but single like... color, big soles, Reeboks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't wear my white, my white shoes and wear my white uh, avias. Um you know, and I just kind of tried to like, I wore my backpack like low, you know, and I tried to like 
walk. Did you like, go one shoulder, two shoulders? No, I went two because one shoulder, that gives you away immediately. They know you're an old trying to fit in. Okay, so dual straps, you're like, oh, maybe they just won't know. Maybe they just think I have back problems. Right, and I just keep it I keep it loose. You know, I don't don't stand up straight because like no one in no one in college stands up straight. Michael, this is a this is a generation of overachievers. I, I think you might want to rethink your posture. The other great thing though is that like all of all of the fashions coming back from like I was gonna say that you could have just wore whatever you wore in when we went to college, and I think you'd probably be fine. It's it's coming around full circle. I did think about wearing one of my old uh Phi Sig uh, like dance marathon or something shirts just to be like, but I think a lot of them have dates on them. Yeah, they do have the dates, and also I think a lot of them were at the time and probably now very much so a little bit problematic and or overtly racist, so like maybe maybe those weren't those. the best. I got rid yeah. of all those. Okay, that's okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but M- Michael, I think that's great. I love that you're going back. Um, I hope it doesn't interfere with our strict recording schedule. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I mean, that there is, I'm going to have to be doing a lot of homework. Yeah. So... Police are outside my building. Let them go past. It's the sound of the police. Yeah. Um, I will say, I do want to give a nice shout out. Uh, We did mention our our stacks and stacks of fan mail um, that really kind of mostly just consisted of like two messages from our good buddy, Scrubby Josh, who reached out and asked how we were doing and making sure we were doing good. And I got to say, Josh, thank you so much because that's just really sweet and you're a true delight and we love you. It was it was great. It was great. So, Michael, do you have any fun stories for me this week? Or should we just, I mean, we could do a quick recap. The Olympics happened. Spider-Man's back, baby. Spider-Man's. Um, I'm very excited about the multiverse. Yeah. Especially I mean, as, a, as a quantum mechanics person now. Uh, yeah, there's like truly, many worlds and whatnot. Truly minted, so like, yeah, for sure. I I know all about it now, basically. Two days so. of grad school, guy gets the whole multiverse for sure. Yeah, so I got it. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Okay. Uh, what else happened? Nothing. I think that's kind of it. The Olympics um, and Spider-Man. That was it. The Olympics, Spider-Man. Uh, we've covered COVID is still very much a thing. Uh, Afghanistan's going great. Everyone's happy about that. <laughs> and it's good. Um, let's see. So Everyone's you know vaccinated. What, you know what was really interesting? So uh, the very beginning, the original conceit of the show, right, was that we were going to look at the trending topics and try to figure out what the fuck hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it immediately went to shit. But like some, you sent me a, a you responded to a tweet uh, where yep. they were like, oh, a, a TV show where, where you read the 20 topics and people try to figure out what's going on. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if that would actually work now. And like when you go to trending, because they've separated it out to like news, sports, entertainment, and then there's an entire COVID-19 tab. The stuff that's in the normal trending is like semi-normal shit. Is it though? I mean, it's is it? I mean, Bachelor in Paradise. I know you're watching that, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Oh, I'm I'm actually not, but I should be. I, it's on right. It's literally on right now, Michael. I should be tuning in, but you know, I've made sacrifices to, <laughs> you know. Michael, what is what is trending for you? Like in the for you trending. What is going on right now? Because for, for you, oh, uh, yeah. I was just looking at United States trend under trending. Okay, so you know what's going on for me right now? Yeah. So we got Seth Moulton and Peter Maher, or Major, talking about 
a secret visit they made to Kabul. Okay. Um, impeachment uh-huh. about impeaching Joe Biden for Afghanistan. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Lucille Ball out of nowhere. Not going to click into that one, but I am curious. I would love to talk about it. Kaylee McEnany, Trump's former White House press secretary about Joe Biden's approval ratings on Fox News. Don't care. Herschel Walker, <laughs> Freddie Freeman. This is on your for you. And Jacob Wall. You the, spend, like, you got to stop. And then also so much Typhoid politics. Mary. Yeah, Typhoid that, Mary. That's what's. Got- that's what's trending for me on Twitter right now. Well, what's trending for me is uh, the Real Housewives of New York City airing on Bravo. Don't know why that's there. Um, uh, trending in Chicago is just Tony. Just Tony. Just Tony. Um, I got trending in television, Andrea. A lot of one name things going on here. Yeah. Uh, I got a GQ style. Jonah Hill is super good. And then uh, there is apparently a debate about the what is the worst MCU movie. And there is multiple trending. There is an Iron Man three and Thor it's obviously two. Thor two Dark World. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Michael, I'm I'm just, I responded to the tweet because they were like, yeah, it would be really fun to have this game show where people guessed live on like what was going on in Twitter trends. <laughs> it could be hosted by Lavar Lavar sorry Lavar Burton, uh, since Jeopardy was clearly stolen from him by a guy who already had the job that he gave himself. Um, so I was like, yeah, no. I wish you Godspeed in making that game show a real, real thing because you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to see Louis Tomlinson trending on Twitter and immediately, one, mispronounce his name, and two, make fun of him for his mom just dying of leukemia. So, like, yeah, good luck with that syndicated network television game show. Now you have to pivot to a, a show where you do no research, no prep, and immediately talk about cats and dogs shitting into each other's mouth. From each other's mouths. Sorry. From see, you see, it's. I'm saying it's. It's basically the same thing. It's. It's one. It's six one way, half dozen the other. Like we can't relitigate this. <laughs> I simply can't do it. Um. Yeah. So the show is impossible to. Th- this was a bad idea from the start. And I'm glad. You know, honestly, Michael, it's amazing and shocking we've made it this far. I'm so glad we're back. Was I supposed to be thinking about a story? Is that that's where we were? Yeah, going, that's right? that's where we started. I was and then supposed you, like, to be going you, coming up with a story. You digressed. I got, I got and nothing. We, okay, actually, I Michael, do I'm have gonna... something if you want. Oh, oh. I mean, if you want, I don't know if you want me to to do it though. I'd I'd love you to because my my alternative is to talk about a prolonged war with a um, ignoble retreat, uh, followed up by a uh, kind of like really dastardly public um uh, announcement of uh revenge so hmm so, I mean, I, maybe no one uh, else well this one's about your favorite thing hmm with nothing able to eat them cane toads are eating each other uh, okay for okay well michael time out real quick i'm just saying this is the options you have is you could i could do this Okay, first, okay. And I could take a picture and I could blow it up just no, very, very large and send it to you. Okay, you just, you did just send me the, the okay, first of all, no. Um, okay, I got it before we get into the story, which I, I ha- obviously have thoughts about. You know what the worst thing about starting this fucking podcast has been? Um, revealing your deepest, darkest fear to everyone? Yes. But also, revealing my deepest, darkest fear, and I was going to say, really, it's a strangers who feel no compunction to share horrible pictures of with me, like, of frogs doing horrible things, because 
Like Josh has done that. A handful of other folks on Twitter have just tagged me in terrible, terrible photos of frogs. But I'm like, my best friends in the world who I've known for like 15, 20 years at this point also do that shit. So it's like, there's no protection. All of you are bad people who <laughs> revel in my pain. So thank you for bringing this one to the table. You're welcome. Um, I sent you a little treat too to get your appetite whetted. Wait. Oh. <laughs> it's the same thing close up of this cane dude. Who, first of all, I don't like this guy. I'm not going to lie. I don't normally have a problem with frogs or toads, but this okay. dude, he looks like he's up to fucking no good. First of all, this close up on the face that you've sent me, he looks like a sci-fi character and just out of frame of this photo, there's a gun strapped to his back. Like in this, it looks like a Krogan from Mass Effect. Just a big fucking like fuck you toad person. Um, okay. So you sent me this. I'm going to read the, like the, the opening paragraph. The cane, co- cane toad may be the poster animal for invasive species. Are you the only person? So when you see the word cane, do you immediately... what? what I think sugar. Sugar? Yeah. Uh, not co? No. Hmm. Well, it's. I think it's because I grew up in South Florida where there were sugar cane fields, and I once went to... Uh, some kid I went to middle school with, his dad owned a sugar cane processing facility, and we i got to kind of sled down a literal hill like mountain of uh unprocessed cane sugar hmm. and that was really fun for me hmm. were and you then sticky? that was packaged what's up were you sticky no i mean it's just it's just like turban out of sugar it was just kind of like it's dry and crystally um i mean they, they, okay michael i gotta tell you there's so much humidity in florida i just assume that anything it was in a big dry warehouse oh, but okay. also they let 45 kids run up this mountain and play in it and yeah, then great. i presumably they sold it to people so like mm. that happened so um, i will say like the, it's basically like you're eating sugar out of the ball pit at mcdonald's no i mean it's it's just unprocessed like the big the big crystal, but, of the yeah. Brown. But you were you were playing it with your friends. Oh, but I was playing, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. But I presume less poop in this one. I mean, than the ball pit. Look, kids notoriously have no idea how to wipe we or like clean 10. up after themselves. We were like ten years old, so like old enough to not be covered in diarrhea completely <laughs> head to toe. <laughs> so just like sixty percent covered in diarrhea. I will say the especially the, boys. Uh, the prelude to this like sugarcane mountain like sledding trip was they took us out to a field and. So part of the processing for for sugarcane, when it's in like the cane form, they just light the field on fire. Huh. Um, and so basically they go in and take what's left after the burning. But part of burning the field is every single animal that lives in the field comes sprinting out of it at top speed. So they kind of posted up a bunch of kids maybe 100 feet away from this sugarcane field and some workers took these like massive like probably like 20 gallon butane torches and were just like sprinting along the edge of the crop like the base of the crop lighting it on fire and then every fucking snake rabbit like everything came slithering running like fuck all feared out of their life running out of the sugarcane field through the fire at a bunch of kids (laughs) your childhood was wild Florida, baby. Welcome. I grew up in Florida too, and I don't remember any like I don't remember anything okay. cool happening. Here's the thing. A lot of people say South Florida, meaning and so like if you talk to someone from the Atlantic coast of South Florida, they mean Palm Beach Dade, Broward, and like the Everglades. And someone from Tampa, you, you probably say you grew up in South Florida. 
No, you didn't though. Okay, I said like, I grew up in Tampa. Okay, Tampa well, t- Tampa's its own. Yeah, Tampa. Tampa. Um, but like people mention like the West Coast of South Florida, which oh, is just nice like beaches and retirement yeah, communities. No. Like yeah, Naples, Sarasota. They are two completely separate worlds <laughs> under themselves, separated by the biggest swamp in America. <laughs> like and. And real South Florida people live in the swamp and occasionally go to the East Coast towards West Palm. Man, we went to, we drove down to the Keys and, uh, look, those iguanas, it, the first couple Keys you come across, it, it's, because it's still very much like Everglades Swamp, like as you get off the mainland of Florida, right, to get to the first sets of Keys, mm-hmm. it's basically like, it's just the road and then a, a fence and then just swamp. On the side of the road, in, in like a couple minutes, we counted about twenty iguanas. Yeah, there's they're they're just everywhere. So that's invasive species are a real problem, especially in Florida, because dumbass rich people bring animals here and then let them go when they get too big, especially iguanas. So this article you sent me, Michael. So again, first sentence. Although once the again, cane-toed. see, I say when I see cane toad, cocaine. I immediately think of cocaine toads, and Michael, can now I say I this? Now I kind of want to see that movie. Can I say this? This yeah. little... Th- I can't say this little guy because he's probably about the size of my fist. This guy probably does rails. Big ones. Yeah. Fat ones. For sure. Long ones. Um, okay. The cane toad may be the poster animal for invasive species. Native to South America, it has been introduced to many other ecosystems in the hope it would chow down on agricultural pests. Instead, the toad has become a pest itself, most notably in Australia. Free from predators and parasites in its native range... The toad's poison glands have turned out to be a hazard for most species that try to eat it wherever it has been introduced. But that doesn't mean it's completely free of the risk of predation. Australian cane toad tadpoles have been feeding on their fellow cane toad offspring. Cannibalism seems to be an evolutionary response to the lack of competing species in the range, causing cane toads to turn turn on the remaining competition each other. And the toad has already (laughs) turned to an additional evolutionary response to try to limit the danger of cannibalism. So... In Australia, a land purposely created and bred to kill literally everything that steps foot on the soil. Yep. The yep. cane toad has fought off everything that tries to eat it and That's has resorted to killing itself. Terrifying on so many levels. Frogs are bad and terrible. Um, but it does it does make me wonder though, like is it just something in Australia though? Like if we took all of the other animals out of Australia, would they be as hell-bent on murder? Because it seems like this this toad, like, yeah, he seemed nice enough for them to bring from South America and be like, hey, this guy will take care of, like, locusts and other things that eat my plants. And they brought breeze, him there. I'm going to breeze through two, three paragraphs here. Blah, blah, blah. Science, science, science. <laughs> Uh, to start researches, blah, blah, blah. This showed that Australian K-tones had become aggressive cannibals as eggs placed in them were more than 2.5 times more likely to be cannibalized than others. Yes. So, no. So, yeah, it is fucking... Australia is Thunderdome, but the mere fact that nothing else in Australia could kill them or was interested in killing them, they've become more efficient killers. Yeah. Even more of a hell spawn than every other cane toad on the planet. Which... I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, if you're going to survive in Australia, it's kind of like they they walked into the prison and they found just the biggest bullies they could and punched them right in the face. And now no one wants to fuck with them anymore. 
even they're like holy themselves. shit, these things are fucking crazy. But at, at what you're again, I, I think it is kind of a, a cat dog shit mouth sort of situation. <laughs> like they're at this point, they're only fighting themselves. They're only getting they're becoming stronger because they're eating each other in Australia, a place famous for eating things. Well, yeah, and I now mean, like there's a reason that Sparta was the greatest fighters had the greatest fighters is because they from a from a young age they taught them like hey it's kill or keep, it's kill or be killed or possibly eat each other yeah this is sparta kick you into a hole put on all of this cool body armor that doesn't cover anything at all and we're still totally barely, naked. barely any body armor is yeah. basically just a cool loincloth yeah and a helmet and so what i'm saying is someone mm-hmm. should get these cane toads some armor and see what they can really do so, so your solution to battle this toads, massive yes. inspiration? Oh, just battle. Okay, battle, battle toads. So you've recreated battle toads, the hardest video game that's ever been. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, why is there no? Why are there not more TV shows set in Australia where they just kind of like they find Australian animals that fight each other, and we just get to watch? Like, why don't we have a nature's Thunderdome? I'm gonna say, Michael, because on Channel. paper. And even just when you said it out loud, like it sounds like animal cruelty. No, I'm not if, saying we if I'm do putting, anything. I'm saying it's like a David Attenborough type documentary, but it's Ozzy Man, and it's only animals just fighting each other, but naturally. Oh, like they okay, so naturally. This is more just like a hidden camera prank yeah, show. Yeah, They're yeah. like, well, yeah. Maybe we facilitated an introduction between these animals, but we didn't do anything. And we just kind of happen to see what happens when these two cane toads meet or this cane toad, like a pack of cane toads meets a, a kangaroo. Right. What happens? Like, what happens? Like, we don't have to. If they just happen upon each other and we happen to be filming it, I'm curious what a pack of cane toads in battle armor would do against a kangaroo who in its own right. Pretty fucking nasty. I mean, yeah, ja- but a couple of jack boys for sure. Right. Okay, so just to be clear, though, uh-huh. you are advocating that we should, just for funsies, capture a bunch of poisonous, <laughs> cannibalistic cane toads yes. in Australia, uh-huh. Teach hit them, them with armor and potentially weapons, uh-huh. and see if they get stronger than they already are becoming just by nature of being in Australia and fighting each other, and then potentially see what happens when you sick an army of armored armed cane toads on an unsuspecting kangaroo that's what very you're... suspecting i think why would a kangaroo be expecting an army of medieval knight toads that's a great point yeah michael it's australia so i assume that maybe they're not expecting that exact thing but i they mean won't be i assume head, by it. definitely head on a swivel they're like <laughs> okay this is different for a tuesday like they may be like surprised it's happening right this minute but they're not surprised by the overall development of this new threat. <laughs> They're like, okay. Just like, shit, didn't see this one coming, but okay. Um, okay. I mean, Michael, I hate it. I'll say that much. <laughs> but speaking of um, massive threats to humanity, you sent me an article about... Um, well, so I, I think this was just on the heels of... Did you see that video of the Boston, Boston Dynamics, like robots doing like an Ultimate Ninja Warrior course and like doing parkour... And like they high fived and did, did a dance like they were cool and cute. Did you see that? I, assume I you did, did. I did. I was very disappointed they weren't yelling parkour constantly. Um, but yeah, that's why they'll never be us. 
<laughs> even even once they kill us, they'll never be us. They'll never be able to be us. And that so first of all, it was it was weird because most of those videos in to till now that I've seen, other than like the big dog that you know, you can kick and it doesn't fall over. Uh-huh. Um They've had like the big power cables strapping them yes. to the ceiling and like tracking them. Uh-huh. And these ones didn't. No. And I was like, hey, where's the big cable that they need to live? Where's why the leash? Isn't, yeah. Where, why isn't the robot leash on these things? And also, so this video had the one kind of going through and doing like flips over shit. And then out of nowhere, at the end of the video, a second robot just comes parkouring over a table and then high fives the other one. And then they both do backflips and then they dance with their arms in the air. I was like. Where'd the second one come from out of nowhere? How dare you? Who do you think was filming? That's a, a third robot? Yeah. Okay, first it's, of all, yeah. That, those, look, the, the people and scientists of Boston Dynamics have not existed. They're, they've been, they've been uh, in some kind of prison at Boston Dynamics held by these robots for a while now. Like, yeah. this is just... It's the equivalent of when uh, you remember when we were kids and people would come out with like VHSs of just like really cool skate tricks. Yeah. And like it was like you were clearly like somebody else was on a skateboard, like filming it like really low and was like really cool and shit. Like that's just basically what the Boston Dynamics robots are doing now. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like a bunch of like trick videos that they're doing. And I right. love it. I love that the, that the Boston Dynamics robots, we thought they might turn into like killer Skynet, but it's basically they're just like surfer bros. They all have the basically like they're like Brody from Point Blank, Point Yeah Break. There but, we go. Uh, well, Michael, I, I I think you've kind of solved it in your own statement there. Critically important, Bodie was a killer and did crimes. Yeah, but like only to people who deserved it, and all the money was FDIC insured. He did kill a security guard with a bullet through the chest. But that was an accident. No, it wasn't. Well, I mean, the guy did try to be a hero. Which he Bodhi He's, did explicitly tell him, "Don't be a hero. Um, all your money's insured." Yeah, um, and I'm really sorry. I said Brody. That was yeah. No, I said Brody and point break a point blank, which yeah. I don't even know what's going on there. Michael, it's been a while since we were in the show. Everyone's kind of on edge. Um, we started off with Shakespeare and talked about cat dogs. So, like, you know, I'm not saying that the robots aren't going to kill us. I'm just saying that won't be their sole purpose. Or like when they do it, they'll do like a cool like hang 10 bro like they'll say that and do like the the cool like oh yeah they're definitely gonna, and they're definitely gonna teabag you like it's Fortnite. they'll say like pure vita and then just like smash your head in and like that's pretty cool i'm fine with that um what took me by surprise though michael because this one was like i've seen enough boston dynamics bullshit over the last couple of years it's like okay this is how they they get us and also like they've already sold at least three robot dogs to the nypd and those dogs have already gone through like people's homes and like that's really upsetting to see um but then out of nowhere you sent me this link from mr elon musk (laughs) that he's announced a pro tesla plans to release a quote prototype sometime next year of a so-called tesla bot Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. it's a Yep. It looks like a guy in a like Star Trek uniform, like just like it's white and then like black shoulders and head. But I think I think it was a woman or that to- was just a Twitter joke that the only woman at the event was the one in the robot costume. OK, so you. OK, so anyway, so so after that, you sent me a 
from the live stream, it was a person in like a uh-huh. spandex suit. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a guy or like a, a guy or a woman. Um, but they just basically did Fortnite dances uh-huh. it, it, as the announcement of our high tech robot. It was just a person doing like just flossing and doing like pretty bad dances from uh-huh. Fortnite and TikTok. Yeah, I'm 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 curious. I feel like um that had to be someone who works at Tesla, right? Like like they drew the they either drew the short straw or got to be the person in the robot span. So I didn't costume? see the whole thing and I I honestly didn't want to look up more video cuz my brain really hurt. Um what are the chances that it was just Elon Musk in that thing just doing like TikTok dances? It's the only reason I say that it wasn't is because he does show up at the end of the video to say like, oh, the Michael, he was just on SNL. He probably learned the math. He learned to master a quick change. That's what I'm saying. Well, but he was on stage with the robot, supposedly. And so like. Either. uh, He's he's learned how to uh, clone himself. Or. It wasn't Elon in the suit or it wasn't Elon in the Elon suit. And maybe it was someone else in the Elon suit and Elon in the robot suit. Possible. So I have a couple, two really important thoughts. One, two days after that Boston Dynamic video of robots doing an Ultimate Ninja Warrior course and just like basically sealing the deal for humanity's fate that like if we don't kill ourselves through global warming, like they'll do it and also inherit the earth no matter what. Like that's... You know, that happened. And then you announce your robot two days later by putting a human being in like a like CGI like spandex suit to do Fortnite dances. It was basically and then Charlie you're like, Kelly in a green man costume. Yeah, Charlie Kelly in the green man costume. And then you're just like, and this is the future of work. We're going to have this person TikTok their way. To electricity, I think. And also, and the secondary thought is also, I'm shocked that the robot isn't fuckable in some way. You don't know that. Michael, I'm just going to say the the picture that they provided. First of all, you tease a robot that looks pretty lifelike. One, by putting a human being in the spandex (laughs) suit. And then two, there is no discernible bulge on the robot like the mock-up robot which honestly a nice touch of restraint that i did yeah. not expect from Elon Musk. i thought this thing would have significant but certainly visible bulge no it's invisible you have to you have to put it in the ludicrous mode <laughs> for it to show you um here's the thing that i uh, here's i have a lot of thoughts first is the fact that it came out two days after the Boston Dynamics thing almost looks like Elon Musk saw the Boston Dynamics thing, got really high, and was like, you know what would be funny is if I announced a Tesla bot. And then if I tweeted about cryptocurrency. <laughs> and it was like a big troll job to be like, haha, whatever. Or Elon Musk has been very vocal about the fact that he worries about AI and it kind of taking over. And so maybe the Tesla bot, maybe it's like um, a Captain America versus Iron Man kind of Civil War situation where like he's like, hey, I told you to stop building these AI robots because they're going to take over. If you aren't going to listen to me, I'm going to have to build my own robot to fight your robots. 
Okay, so Michael, that's interesting. I will say the um on this Twitter article from or Twitter thread from CNET, the third uh third response, like third like most highly liked response was from someone at who is Sango on Twitter. I will personally find a way to destroy slash disable these things. Robots will never take over. <laughs> oh well, thank um, you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and I, I will say, Michael. So in response to that, good luck to who is Sango. Two, if your response, and I, I agree with you, Elon Musk has been very much on record that AI is a legitimate threat to humanity mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. our way of life at large. If the best you can do to counteract what Boston Dynamics is doing with their big unkickable dog and like their their parkour robots is to bring me TikTok dances in like something that looks like about a 140 pound human being that I think can li- I think it says can lift like 100 pounds. If this is the best you can do and it's not fuckable, Elon, what are you doing here? Like you're not helping anybody at all. Maybe Maybe it's only fuckable to the Boston Dynamics robots. Michael, that's the thing, though. Those guys are not interested in fucking. They have two thirsts in life, parkour and killing. (laughs) Like, that, I don't know, like, parkour, killing, and not being kicked over. Those are the three things they are good at and seek in life. You can't kick them over. You know what? You know what? Elon Musk robot? the thing, like... Michael I've Elon Musk kick- robot, I can kick that thing really hard. That that guy's falling over. I've seen them try to kick the robots before, and like they telegraph it. Like if somebody telegraphed it that much before they kicked me, I would also not fall over. I'd be like, Michael, I'm gonna no block Michael, this kick. Michael, I could give you a 30 second heads up that I'm about to kick you really, really <laughs> fucking hard. And when I come, when I come knocking on your door with my double feet flying kick. Yeah, I'm gonna hurt my hip really bad. You're falling over, you dickhead. I don't think I'm so. sorry. I don't think yeah. so. If I know it's coming, I, I'm, I'm gonna brace myself. Michael, I implore you when it comes out in two months to watch the, the, the fourth and final movie in the greatest cinematic like uh, series in history, Jackass Four. You're falling over. You're getting eh, fucked up. I'm if, just saying they didn't really. You can know it's coming if I kick you. You're going over. If a robot kicks you, you're falling if over. If a robot kicks me, yeah, because they have metal legs. You just have puny human feet and legs. I can't wait. We're gonna, our first, <laughs> our first, the first tilt TikTok, our first tilt talk is going to be me kicking you into a wall. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Jackass. And this is Kush kicks me through a wall. <laughs> this is Kush ruins my new home's property value. <laughs> okay, Michael, robots are gonna kill us all. Do you have anything else for me? Um, no, you got nothing. Okay, I got, let me see what I we got. had. We had yes, we have, we got stuff. We got some stuff. I got some stuff. Um, okay, we could talk about the. Well, speaking of robots, um, we do have the world's first elderly sex robot with wrinkles and silver hair, created by Real Doll. Um, and obviously it's a man because men wouldn't be interested in it. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You don't think. I feel like there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of dudes out there who would be maybe not interested in owning, um, an elderly 
sex doll, but like maybe trying it out. I mean, I, I would I would mess with a cougar sex doll, for right? Sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, there's a reason that cougars are a are a trope, right, in TV and movies. But that's because they're actively seeking a younger person. That that's like they're aggressive about it. Or a cougar robot will just sit there and take it. That's not what. That's I think that's part. That's not part of the fantasy, right? But if it was a cougar robot. That was programmed parkour. to be aggressive and then break your dick off. <laughs> I think that's a problem with all of these, like the sex dolls and stuff like that. They're all they're all so passive. Like you're only going to appeal to a cert, a very specific demographic with a very passive sex toy. We need more active involvement from the real dolls to to make it. To, to really branch out and really, really capture the zeitgeist, I think. Okay, so now, Michael, you're getting into... So, I think we were, like, in the middle of a transition that we didn't quite get there. Now, you're really kind of exploring the... I think we're getting into... I was going to ask you this at some point. Because, again, we haven't really talked a ton in terms uh, of, like, podcast stories. Like, have we... Have you found a new kink during any of the, <laughs> the our alone time? I haven't. Because I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. To be honest, I haven't been haven't been doing a whole lot of exploring. No, I mean, how you know? You know how what, can what, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I just but, no one's so, got time for that shit. But what you're suggesting mm-hmm. is that we need fewer parkour robots and more robots right. that are willing to more. You want more robots, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back to something in a second now, Michael. So bear with me. You want robots that can plumb the depths of human depravity. Mm-hmm. And find out what makes our kick our kinks tick and really draw those out in a way that is people don't necessarily have to take it out on a sex doll. The the doll can kind of bring that to the forefront. Like the, the doll can like guess at what this person will want. And like like it, if the doll is supposed to be a cougar, it can kind of be aggressive and like, hey, prey on you at a bar. Right. That's what you're that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just saying, like all of the robots that are like like the Boston Dynamics robots, they're doing parkour, they're jumping around, or doing flips, they're high fiving. Why can't they be sensual lovers? You want sexual parkour robots? Why can't they be aggressive but gentle and caress you? Okay, while yeah, also so- helping you, you know, learn learn about your body a little bit. So, for instance, Michael, you want to introduce kind of a new sort of species of robot into a populace that like maybe wants something, doesn't necessarily know what it wants. Like you might consider them invasive into the general population, exactly, but yes. like they maybe it can like kind of predict what somebody wants or yeah. expects out of a certain like, you know, interaction. I'm just saying that it will, it will open it up to a wider audience because so you want like- a sexual Australia and introduce this whole new species <laughs> of very aggressive sex bots. <laughs> That maybe can predict and, like, grow kinks. I'm just saying there are a lot of people who enjoy a more aggressive sexual partner, and the sex dolls just aren't meeting that need. It kind of sucks, Michael, that you're taking... You're taking jobs away from hardworking cougars, <laughs> hardworking Amer- like like red-blooded American cougars. But it's not just that. I mean, like, what if... Because, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was really big, but, like... The types of guys who are into that shit, like Christian Grey, are pretty much psychopaths. What if mm-hmm. it was a robot Christian Grey who could do those things? 
but also mm-hmm. have the gentleness of but also didn't have money and didn't wear his sexual domination jeans that he only wore <laughs> during his domination <laughs> scenes in the book yeah for sure i'm just saying you know no uh michael it, first of all it sounds like one you're willing to start rewarding a lot of people for their their kinks which i you know that on service i agree with but you're also trying to put out a lot of hardworking kinksters out of a job. They've done a lot of work to do this. Or am I opening them, opening more people up to the possibility that they have the kinks? So now they know what to look for. The Michael, the one you go thing on, that I can you go on the Bumble and you're like, hey, uh, my sex robot uh, helped me learn that I'm into this. Michael, actually, what I can see this being more of a use for is more in the sense of, we've talked about this before, say you're just a a girlfriend who's like just really willing to grin and bear it and put in some work for some stuff, but your boyfriend is just really, really tied into the, like he needs to role play that he is Spider-Man and breaks mm, into your window. Exactly. And it's, yeah. a, it's a four to five hour role play just for you to get one single orgasm. To me, that's two complimentary robots that, one, there's a robot who can play along with that role play and can do Spider-Man parkour and really kind of play the part and really, like, be into it. And then a secondary robot to just fuck the girlfriend who's like, I'm done with that. I'm not interested. I like spending time with this person. But the Spider-Man role play is, frankly, getting very old. So he can parkour with another robot and then another robot. And I'm starting to see the problem. (laughs) Um, it's kind of a cat dog situation when we get right down to it. <laughs> just, everyone gets what they also. Can we talk about how wild it was that the trailer for Spider Man they used that story as part of the storyline? I had no yeah, idea multiple, that was going to happen. The multiple fucking robots. Yeah, oh, that was kind Spider-Man of robots shocking. And then the 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 sexual role play with the it was. Shocking that not only did I put it in a movie, they put it in the trailer. Like, frankly, when Doctor Strange came out and was, like, surrounded by his, like, harem of robot whores, I was like, I didn't really need that. I didn't need to see that spoil in the movie, but also it's it's just shocking kind of turn for Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, it's really... That he just has them. It's really odd. Especially because he's wearing a ball gag the whole time and the robots are kind of leading him around. I was like, I thought he was the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, that's... Kind oh, he weird. is the Sorcerer Supreme, maybe. <laughs> is the ball gag also like his cape, so then it has a mind of its own and it can just find him if it needs to? Mm-hmm. Just, just jam right in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm saying. Is, uh, you don't even want to know where the Infinity Stones go. Ooh. I kind of do, actually, now. Um, but yeah, um, I don't like what we're doing with robots these days. I'll say that it's, much. It's I'm a missed opportunity. Man. Everyone, like... If you really want robots to be accepted and and you really want to get funding for it, you have to you have to use them for porn. Well, here's the thing, Michael. So it's like beta, you're probably like beta familiar, you're probably familiar with it. Well, you're probably familiar with the uh, concept of the uncanny valley. Yes. OK, so for anyone who's not, this applies to CGI, to robots, to like basically anything that is a facsimile of life is that. The closer something gets to reality, like the like the reality of a human being, the more uncomfortable it makes people. Mm-hmm. And so it's called the uncanny valley, where like if something is like 
animated movies. We're comfortable with that. It, it looks like human beings, but it's not. We can we we know it's not. There's no like expectation that it's real. But then when you get to like 3D animation or like CGI, you're like starting to get a little closer. And then like the Marvel movies have used like age reduction technology. We're like that looks like a very young Robert Downey Jr. Or, or but you like can tell Henry that it's Cavill's not Cavill's mustache not being there and his right. upper lip just not looking right. So you can tell that something is off about what you're seeing and your brain instinctively says, no, thank you, please. I'm instantly revolted by that because you can tell it's not real. But there's another end of that valley that we are rapidly approaching and Michael is very much espousing that the only way to get to the other end of that valley is to fuck as many robots as we can. <laughs> and I'm not saying you're wrong like that i mean you're probably true the only way to cross that that canyon is to fuck our way across it so it's i mean it's it's kind and of i'm what sorry we that's do. the case but it is yeah I, look i don't make the rules yeah i i'm just look i see the boston dynamics robots they're great they're doing parkour they're flipping doing tricks and shit i'm on a dolphin this is as real as it gets but right. like you're saying the only way across the uncanny valley is a bridge of dicks. I'm just saying, like I've seen, I've seen people, <laughs> seen people do, do flips. Mm-hmm. Show me something a robot could do that people can't do. Love. Not yet. No, anyway, explore my kinks. Oh, that's. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a fair. on the bridge of dicks. <laughs> the bridge to Teradicia. Teradicia. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> The, um, the yeah. by dick bridge Michael I gotta I gotta be bridge? honest with you I'm terrified of the robot ripping your that dick can, off well honestly no like any I know at this point any robot can physically overpower and like you know really hurt me sexually and or non-sexually and I've just discovered by saying that, that that's not a kink of mine which is I'm happy to discover and disclose <laughs> um now that I've I've cleared that hurdle, which I'm so happy about, I am terrified of the robot that can take you and I deeper into our own psyches than this show already has to discover what our kinks might be. Like the cognitive capability that it would take in an artificial ro like intelligence robot to get to the core of like what makes you horny, baby? Do I make you Randy? Like that robot, I don't want to meet. Like that scares me more than any parkour shooting. That robot, gun robot already exists, Kush. There are there's already a robot. There's already a computer that can beat the greatest chess masters and Alpha Go and those things that require so many different moves and so many permutations. There's no way that there's more that there's more kinks or permutations of kinks than there are of chess moves. You're a, you're a fool. You're an absolute fucking fool. <laughs> Michael, if a random if a random flutter of breeze can give me a boner, there's like that is more infinite than any chessboard. Like, yeah, sure. Congratulations, Deep Blue. You can beat Gary Kasparov. I don't care. You can't you, you can't, <laughs> you can't out beat this meat. You exactly. You can't beat this meat. You can't count my boners. They are infinite like sunset. They are everyone is unique. Everyone has different motivations. Like my boners are perfect and beautiful and infinite. Like no robot can predict them. And no robot can create them. Are you trying and to say that your boners are probably not 
classical mechanics, but probably closer to quantum mechanic level. I don't know your physics bullshit. Maybe you tell me you're the big doctor. Like boy they now. don't have they don't have a definite position and momentum. <laughs> you're trying to trap me in a physics joke, and I will not. I simply will not fall for it. <laughs> It's it's Schrodinger's boner. You is just it? don't yes. know. Is it a boner? No, or is it not? maybe. Yeah. Again, yeah, I've got superposition, all that good stuff. Is it a boner? Yes, no, maybe. All three at once. But no robot can say that for certain. And and I will say, well, I you know I bet the I bet the robot exists that could make me get a boner, but not one that could predict why I have it. Because that shit is, again, infinite and beautiful, and only God knows why. And also judges me for it. So, <laughs> Michael, for a robot to know the causes of my boner is to stare into the face of God. And good luck with that, buddy. You, I can face my maker. You can't, robot, because you've already seen it and killed him. So is your, is your theory that um, because the robot can't ever be us... It can't yeah. ever know our motivations for our boners. Hundred percent. What do you? What do you? I don't even know my. Ro- I don't even know the motivations for them. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. A robot can't predict my motivations for a boner because I don't know what they are. Like it could just be literally. I had a bad day, and then I just thought about like uh, something from like. <laughs> tell us. Tell us what were you? What were you thinking about? Gave you a boner. I had a bad day, and then I thought about my Pokemon card collection, and then I thought about how that would have been cool to make a lot of money on if I sold them now for like multiple thousands of dollars per card, and then those cards would let me buy like cool shoes in a car, and now I'm rich, and people like want to like throw throw themselves at me, and then I have a boner, Michael. That's science, but no robot could ever put those chain of events together because they never collected Pokemon cards at 11 years old, and they'll never be 11 years old because I'll shoot them with a gun. So. <laughs> So like, sorry, you you don't you don't know me, robot. You never will. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we should and also do- maybe we should just keep them to murder then. And also, Michael, every single boner I get is a like a fist shaking in the face of mortality. That like, yeah, I'm gonna die one day, which that robot will never know the fear of. And I'm just like, I know I will die. That robot thinks it's gonna live forever. And every single boner I get is like. I'm having a great time right now, and no one can ever take this moment away from me. That's no robot can ever re, like feel that emotion. Sorry, Did, I don't care do how you, well you're. Have programmed. you ever thought about that one day, one day you will have your last boner, but you won't yeah. know it. Yeah, it'll just be like as I as I fade away into black. I'm like, wow, that was a good one. That was a good one. It's my last. You know what, my Michael? Last one. The worst, Michael. Here's the worst part, but also the nail in the coffin of my argument that I just said, that last thought I just had was triggered because Sora, who's laying right next to me, farted (laughs) and it smelled so bad. And I was just like, no, I didn't get a boner at all. How dare you? (laughs) But it was like, that was a thing that a robot will never feel or experience at all. Because like, oh yeah, because that toot, is tied to 15 years of love and attention, and I love that dog so much, and God damn it, I hate her a lot, and emotions are complicated things. <laughs> and you went, a lot, stimulus, you went a lot deeper than I was expecting, because I was just yeah. thinking like... Michael, this is the can't... first show back, and we're... Again, I opened the shit with Shakespeare, baby. We're a smart show now. So, 
the ties from like physical stimulus to emotional resonance and how how it plays out in my dumb brain based on 35 years of experience and and shame and pain. How do you teach a robot to smell? Or or like I guess how do you how do you teach them like what is a good or bad smell? Like visually it's it's well, Michael, you, you can't can be, baby because that's right? again you you can't imprint human shit on a, onto a robot not if you want it to be its whole thing you could tell them like oh this chemical compound which is dog farts to me a human being smells bad but robot you gotta find out your own kinks baby like <laughs> <laughs> michael if we train robots to think that dog farts are a bad smell we're bad people really they need to figure out that shit out for themselves Maybe robots love dog farts. I don't know. Sora seems to love her own farts. Like, big time. Like a Prius driver. Like a Prius. <laughs> Michael, we've gone so far off the rails, and I don't even know if this is an episode worth releasing, but we're going to do it. I will say as a teaser for not next episode, maybe the episode after, I am going to eat the fart soup. <laughs> I'm going to make and eat the fart soup. But it's not just fart soup. It's like diarrhea soup. No, it's diarrhea fart soup. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. Um, are and you declaring war on Sora? Is this your, is this your rebuttal? Yeah. I'm gonna see what she can handle, and also kind of, unfortunately, declaring war on my girlfriend. <laughs> um, but uh, she can deal with it because I'm, I'm a professional podcast boy. So, it's for the love of the game. Yeah, and uh, I love the game, and if she loves me, she can handle my love of the game and i can't wait for her to hear this episode and figure out that eventually <laughs> she's gonna sometime to within it. the next month she's gonna have to deal with two straight weeks of my farts that according to the internet are gonna be really 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 bad i'm so glad that we do this show like remotely and there's not smell of vision yet yeah uh um, michael i mean if i if i can if, if i can if i may offer a preview from a YouTube comment of uh, a review of the fart soup. Um, this is from Eberl Owen. Here's a direct quote. I did not heed the warnings of the comment section. After day one of eating the soup, I was woken up in the middle of the night by a fart that sounded like Donald Duck ripping a phone book in half in a fit of rage. It made my cat jump off my bed and go downstairs to sleep. Lol, I can't blame her. So that's so it's what... Not just, it's not just bad fart, it's like audible... Audible sleep farts. Which, honestly, Michael, is my nightmare. Sleep farts? I feel... Well, yeah. Um, mostly because sleep farts implies the possibility of sleep poops. <laughs> like, that, frankly, sounds not excellent. If you take it to its logical conclusion, mm-hmm. um, that's, yeah. I tried this soup and lost seven pounds and ruined three pairs of boxer briefs. Thanks. Totally worth it. I'm going to eat the poop soup. <laughs> Thank you. My pregnant wife farted out our son early thanks to this soup. Oh, God. Uh, Michael, have you found a good shower thought? If the girl from the ring made a TikTok, she'd kill way more people. <laughs> Not bad. Michael, that's a great point. I mean, if ghosts ever latch on to modern technology, we're fucked. Yeah, we're we're in we're in trouble. Also, although sorry, go on. someone on TikTok said that he knows that ghosts aren't real because if they were, um there probably wouldn't be any Caucasian people left 
if yeah, go, if ghosts because ghosts are usually people who've been wronged in some way or like trying to avenge by, something by and, honkies. Ooh, we've yeah. done all the the white people have done yeah. a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, that's a great point. Ooh. It's <laughs> tough to think about. Um if I will you say can't touch ghosts, but they can touch objects. You can probably have sex with one by using a condom. Huh. Right? Yeah, interesting. But I feel like you can inter- people have interacted with with ghosts. Like that's all I mean, like I mean, but it took also I, it took Also I've seen McGruber, he fucks at least one ghost in that one. Um <laughs> I will say, Michael, the uh, there's a trailer just out recently for like the next Ghostbusters movie that has like Paul Rudd in it, and it's like a direct like continuation of like the original sort of, which like and apparently just ignores the the one from 2018 with like women in it, which is stupid. Yeah. But I gotta be honest with you, the trailer looks fine, but it's a fucking goddamn crime that at no point in the trailer does it even like hint at the Ghostbusters theme music. What? Oh, it doesn't. Is it because there no, was the, the 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 lawsuit or whatever? I don't know, but it's made by Jason Reitman, who is Ivan Reitman's son. Like, I don't know how. Like, and it, like they show every like they have like the fucking station wagon from the original <laughs> movie in it. They have Dan Aykroyd in it. But wasn't there like, some kind of like lawsuit about like the Ghostbusters theme being like a Ray Parker song or something like that? And then like they didn't give him credit. I don't know. Okay, I well, I don't, I don't know, probably, because, yes, g- g- going back to your point about white people, um, <laughs> yeah, probably, but uh, you should figure that one out. If you're going to make a Ghostbusters movie, you should have the Ghostbusters theme song in it. I'm sorry. Honestly, I think there's a theme here with the, the robots and just everything. I do fear the reckoning that at some point white people do have coming whether it's robots or ghosts or just whatever it's like we've we keep putting in the work to to not be around anymore i mean just as a, and as it's a hard, whole humanity as a species it's fine yeah but i i do feel like again in that in that work like the work to not be around as a whole humanity or species like white people are doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that one and I, I, I struggle to see how we come back from that one. <laughs> we're, we're not a resilient people. That's for sure. No, we're, we're making robots do our fighting for us. And th- th- I don't think that's going to well, go well. Kids will never understand the poignant self-satisfaction of slamming a phone down on the cradle to hang up on someone and end an angry conversation. That's Ooh, a good that's, point. That's a great point. They'll just know the icon of the phone right. like receiver. It's like, I'm going to tap this to hang up. It's like slamming a tent, though. You can't get angry in a tent. Man, that, that did really feel good. Just like that jam right? in the phone receiver. Man, that felt or good. like in movies where they would slam the phone so many times until it broke. That's that was nice. a power yeah. move. Yeah. And also, when you did that, you were breaking a $30 piece of equipment. Yeah. Not a $1,000 phone yeah because like you can throw your you phone you can just smash your phone I've, i guess michael um today for instance um i was sitting around just like thinking about when the podcast would happen and just was really excited and um after after 5 30 between 5 30 and 7 p.m i got 60 email notification chimes on my laptop that's too many between 5.30 p.m. and 7. But and that's more than I none, almost, so it's too I many. walked over to my desk and almost snapped my laptop in half. 
which again is like a two thousand dollar MacBook that was given to me by work, and I just like, I hate you so much, and I want to destroy every. Oh, it's like, why are people working right now? Everyone stop, like stop and go home. Capitalism. You baby. are home, and so yeah, um, I, mean, I get it. I think it's, just, it's mostly it's again Michael real cat dog situation. Except my, <laughs> it's a real cat except, dog situation. We except got here. my mouth is just at the toilet. The whole the whole toilet. The other end, you're on the one end. The other end is just everything. Everyone else's toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just shitting in and out of your mouth constantly. Yeah. Um. So it's real tough. Um. Yeah. It's really Michael, cat dogs um, all the way down. It's, it's cat dogs. Oh boy. Um, well, Michael, I've had a great time talking with you and I forget how the show ends because we've, it's been five months, I think, since we last did it. But, oh, it's been um, like four. Four? Three. No, it was early May. Yeah, like almost four. Almost four. Oh, okay. I still forget how we do this. So I'm just going to say, um, everyone, if you've liked this show, you can check out our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I are good buddy Curtis. Watching the Hit Show Twenty Four. I watched the episode um, and took notes, and then you guys just left me out to dry. Yeah, um, it's hard to find time to do this shit. I'll be honest with you. Um, while also having you know like some semblance of a life and maintaining sanity, but we are getting back into it. Um, so we have do have an episode in the can of Twenty Four that we're gonna get out soon as Michael or I find time to edit it, or Curtis learns how to edit. I feel like um, I feel like I'm going to be more apt to want to do things because I can use it to procrastinate from school now. So that's that's a weird again, a weird dichotomy. And I think, again, something that a robot would never feel. But like <laughs> like this could have been a distraction from doing nothing for you. But I feel like you're going to be no, more. Yeah. And I don't mean doing nothing. I don't mean that pejoratively. But like I feel like now that you have like things to do. You're going to be able to, like, use this shit as a way to, like, not do that. And you're sure. going to be more. There's yeah. going to be definite times where I'm like, I should be doing homework or studying or something. But, like, I'd rather spend two hours um, not doing any of that. Yeah. Whereas before it would be like, well, I was, you know, watching uh, Suicide Squad or some shit instead. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I should be thinking about quantum mechanics, but. I, I would rather spend a solid hour and a half wondering if robots jizz. And if cats and dogs shit in or out of each other's mouths. Yeah. Um, so. The important questions that, you know, honestly, physicists of our day are not focusing on in the way they not should. Not focusing on and frankly not equipped to have the conversations no, necessary to like really get to the. Michael, now that the more that I'm thinking about it, I, I, I do think you did fuck up by not getting the philosophy of physics um, degree. I, I feel like. I feel like you really should be focusing the on the ethics one. of. Okay, uh, let me know how that goes because, like, you know, I'd love to kind of sit in, maybe audit a few classes on the ethics of robot jizz. Yeah. Um. So you know, let me know how that goes. I'd I'd love to maybe be a guest speaker or whatever. Because I have. I have so when opinions. I when I used to build machines, um, they had uh, liquid coolant on them. And yeah. running through them and it was made with ethylene glycol and water and it was just like kind of to keep it anyways every once in a while we would put the pump on the wrong setting or like somebody would forget to put a hose in uh and then it would just spew this coolant all over the place um i guess what i'm trying to say is like i 
don't want to ever work on a robot that might jizz. Because I, because there's, because it has to be stored somewhere and come out somewhere, and somebody at some point is going to hook something up wrong, and there's just going to be like a fire hose of jizz that's going to be everywhere in the in in the factory, and I, I'm glad I don't have to be a part of that anymore. Well, it's like you were never a teenage boy. Um, yeah. Well, uh, that show exists. We're going to be doing more of that. Uh, we. We have one episode in the can. We're going to try to start recording that again. So even if you've never seen this show, uh, we honestly, you don't need to. We go through every single episode of The Hitch of 24, minute by minute, hour by hour. Uh, it's very stupid. Uh, we barely talk about the show, to be honest with you. So if you like this show or have liked it in the past, um, there aren't robots and or jizz on that one very much, but like it's a fun show. So if you like me and Michael... You'll love Curtis and you'll love that show. Um, so go ahead and check that one out. And Michael, how else can people help us out? You can find us on Twitter at TILPcast. Um, and on Instagram, although I don't think we post anything on there. Um, nope. I feel like I'm going to convince Kush to do a tilt talk at some point. We'll tilt talk. Well, we sure. should tilt talk. Um, yeah. But not yet, but, you know, soon. Um, you can also email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, concerns, um, I don't know, drawings of what a uh, jizz robot would look like, um, maybe your thoughts on cat, dog, uh, anything anything at all. Um, yeah, goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. And, um... Oh yes, and on the on the podcast apps, probably the most important one that uh, you should you should find us on the podcast app and give us a five star review um, or a thumbs up or subscribe or whatever it is that that the kids are doing nowadays. Any, any on the of podcast. the above, all of the above would be great. Yeah, for sure. I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, well. Um I don't like what I just read. I was looking for shower thoughts and I read, I read a bad one. I didn't like it. And I just, you know, I'm done with it. Um, well, Michael, it's been lovely talking, lovely (laughs) talking with you, buddy. Maybe you tell more. I love you too. Toodles. That's it, right? Did we, did I I miss something? It's been so long. (laughs) 